0: All right, are we, we are rolling. Are we? Are we? Are I, feel we? A ve- I feel very, like, kind of out of it. I feel mellow. I feel good. I I did yoga this morning. It was
1: pretty intense. Weird. I meditated. I kind of, in the same head. Yeah? I don't know what it is. I feel we got a real mellow vibe going. It could just be... I honestly do... I'm not a person of, like, you know, astrology, but I definitely feel like there are moments when the entire race is affected by something. The moon? Yeah.
0: I didn't really eat anything today either. Just, I just made a smoothie. Or maybe it's just you and me. Maybe it's just us, bread. <laughs> I wasn't getting that from Ben. I was getting that regular
1: high-energy Ben's ben. always like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Shout out to Ben. Maybe we, got, maybe we got some Ben on us. Maybe. I feel like I do. Do you feel like Ben? I just feel tired. I imagine that's how Ben feels. <laughs> that's I don't how know. he acts, whether he yeah. feels tired or not. It's his thing.
0: Yeah. Um, check out Ben's band. They're great. I got. I've got.
1: I-G-B-O. Yeah, I-G-B-O. It's the letters. So, anyways,
0: um, Brad, summer's almost coming to a close. What's the one thing you want to do before it ends?
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, getting that lake, which I'm doing this weekend. Yeah, that'll be fun. I just, I'm... Um, I mean, obviously, you know, everybody knows summer goes too fast. It's always over. You turn around and it's over. What did I want to do? I didn't go to the beach this year, which is crazy. But I did go, ah, uh, well, no. But I was in Brazil at the beach, like, in the springtime. So that kind of, like, trumps the summer. Yeah, that definitely does. I yeah, I,
0: I feel like the summer went especially fast. I feel like it always does. But this one, I feel like it was just, like, I feel like it just went, man. Really did. Yeah, you get older, and I feel like time just starts going so fast before, what you, know you, gonna it, do? before you know it. What are you going to do? Be a, a teacher. MTV Video Music Awards again, and you're like, already? Oh, what I got
1: to do to be a teacher? I need to look into this. I know that I've had some fuck-up teachers in all levels of education, including college, so if they can do it, surely I can.
0: Yeah, I think you could. I mean, you could maybe teach some kind of audio thing.
1: Ugh, No. <laughs>
0: Okay, or you a subject <laughs> you don't know a lot about—that just seems like way more work. I was work thinking for you. like
1: women's studies.
0: Yeah, I don't know, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Out of all the people I know to be potential women's studies
1: teachers, don't take this the wrong way—I'm not sure you would be at the top of my list. Uh, yeah, probably need to do something else. Yeah, <laughs> um,
0: songwriting. Songwriting, yeah, something. I mean, I you think you need a
1: hit or a book, I think, to do that kind of stuff. Though I don't know, it could be like Brad. Brad runs conversation. Maybe I start Studios. a blog, a songwriting blog, and then that'll lead to yeah. I, you know, the only thing that really that I mean, teaching seems like a great. I, I think I'd be good at it. I think I could enjoy it. Not, not for like, high school kids, maybe college, but like, I think the one thing that kind of like makes me think that, like, that. I'm not attracted to teaching about is the old saying, those who do, do, those who don't teach. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean I think that's I think you already did. I know, but still it's it's like admitting defeat or it's admitting retirement. Yeah. Like it's a time I should just do it. Yeah, that's a good point. I could teach podcasting. Teach podcasting. At NYU.
0: And if someone was listening to this, he'd <laughs> be like, all right, well, this is a point where they should definitely introduce a guest. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and do it. Uh, Today in the podcast, we have uh, Vinny Karuna, who you may know from um, The Movie Life, and he also is a solo artist. He's got a new LP called uh, Survivor's Guilt, his first solo album. And uh, yeah, he's currently on the road with Aaron Gillespie. And uh, yeah, Vinny came by, he actually lives in Greenpoint, Um, and Benny, frequent going off track guest host, Benny Horowitz was here for this one.
1: Yay, Benny. Yay, Benny. Very Um, frequent now.
0: Very frequent, and uh, last time he guest hosted, I forgot to mention him, (laughs) which was a real dick move on my part. I'm sorry, Benny. But uh, yeah, this one was me, Benny, and Vinny. Me, Benny, and Vinny.
1: Wow. That's a show.
0: (laughs) That is a show.
1: (laughs) Is it a Broadway show? I think it's a Broadway show. It should be. <laughs>
0: um, and we talked about hot sauce a lot for some reason, and that's basically all I remember about this one. But I remember it being very good. And uh, yeah, let's just let's just to get it into and see it. Yeah, if it is good. Going off track with Vinny Karuna. Check it out. It's going off track! Oh yeah. yeah. So pretty close, not too yeah. Bad. Yeah, it's like I'm, I walked I past there. Yeah, they were having a hot sauce festival a couple weeks ago. Hot yes. sauce festival. Yeah, I really wanted to go, but there was like I felt weird paying a cover to like taste hot sauces. What do,
2: what do you put the hot sauce on at a hot sauce festival?
3: That's place? a good question. They might give you some sort of like
0: a cracked herbs
2: or something. celery.
3: That would probably.
2: That's
3: a great question. You well, wouldn't
2: want. You, you don't. You can't just go around spooning like yeah, you're hot right. sauce you're in right. and be able to like gauge the taste you would have you would That's need it exactly some yeah, kind if you of had some
3: really nice like tasty complex thing that you put it on then you wouldn't ex- be experiencing like
2: yeah so what's like the bland i
3: think it's the greatest hot sauce ever but it was the cracker that it was on maybe made it that right moment. it was like
2: a nice garlic herb cracker or
1: something
2: yeah 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 what is it like a plain wafer like one of the church ones.
1: <laughs> the those are basic, right? <laughs> yeah, I
2: yeah. I don't know if I've ever had one. I don't think I have. I've, I've been to it. a bunch of weddings where I've been like the Jewish guy in the back with like his arms crossed, feeling mad uncomfortable when everyone I've had else did it. Hundreds, yeah, something. hundreds. Yeah. So what's the? Can, can it, you? We're
0: both the closest we've had. I've had yeah. is like those vanilla wafers.
2: Those are good. Those are good. So wait, so you have to school Jonah and I on <laughs> what the church wafers taste like because we both <laughs> did not grow up in the church. <laughs>
3: Vanilla wafers, like the tasty vanilla cookies? Yeah. They're nothing, nothing like,
0: that. like that. Yeah, those are almost
2: like <laughs> shortbread. Yeah,
0: yeah, those are like shortbread. These are like um,
3: bread, a bread byproduct of some kind.
2: Is it like a matzah?
3: No. It's like basically this bread made of styrofoam or styrofoam made of bread. <sighs> That's kind of what matzah is, right? Yeah. No, but I mean, it's like a thin... Piece of styrofoam, and when you put it in your mouth, you said, "Oh, it's kind of like bread." And then, okay. as soon as you put it in your mouth, it turns soggy.
2: Okay, uh, like once it's, it hits water, it dissolves instantly. Like a rice cake, sort of. Yeah. Oh, is that designed that way? Because you're not really supposed to be up there, like, like munching away. So it kind of just like see. So you're it dissolves, be, and then you swallow it.
3: You're supposed to be in deep prayer once you get, Once you go back to once you get the Eucharist. You go back to your seat, and they give everyone, like, five minutes, and you're kneeling. Oh, okay. You're kind of reflecting.
0: When you have it, are you like, oh, when this is coming up in your brain, are you like, oh, like, cool, I get, like, the snack part's coming up? Or are you like, ugh, I got
3: (laughs) to get up? Or are you like, eh, whatever? When I was a kid, I, before, because you have to receive the sacrament. You have to get, you have to receive communion. That's like a bar mitzvah, but it's something you get when you're like, it's not like a bar mitzvah. It's.
2: But yeah, it's when you become a man, right? It's, well, or a, confirmation is when
3: you receive communion when you're like eight or something, then that's you've received that sacrament, and now you can join the adults on the line to get it. Otherwise, ah. you would have to stay put and wait for your parents to get back.
2: Until you receive communion. Yes. What if you're randomly like 28 and you've never gotten communion? When I don't does... think anyone's policing it, okay. but I, you
3: might— I mean, you might feel the wrath of Jesus Christ, yeah, just... or the Holy Trinity, Something. oh man, like all ooh. at once,
2: ooh, bad, that's bad, <laughs> then he looks terrified, it's scary, I mean, <laughs> listen, like if you've been to any old church, right, like I mean, they scared people into this shit at first, it's terrifying mm-hmm. stuff, the imagery mm-hmm. and like I mean, gnarly, like the New Testament's it's light, you know, it's yeah. like it's like, oh, that's cool, like. I guess that was after the Reformation or something. This came about, but but old old God was oh God. was a not a merciful God. It I, didn't you'd seem be like... stoned
3: to death if you received the Eucharist before. Yeah.
2: yeah, something crazy.
3: Your parents would probably like sacrifice you to the God. Right?
2: They would have to. <laughs>
3: yeah, I'm not really a religious guy. I get I receive communion maybe like once every few years at a wedding, and I mm-hmm. get a kick out of it. Like oh, I'm
2: gonna go yeah, like it. old I'm school go have some. Like, more out of, like, a nostalgia, because you used to do it when you were a kid?
3: Yeah. And I brought my fiance up. She didn't receive—she actually broke the rules. Oh. I was like, you should do it. Oh. oh But everything's
2: been okay with her since? Everything's
3: been going, actually, really well for her since. Oh. All right. So maybe— Maybe
2: maybe it was all part of the divine path. Maybe (laughs) her
3: grace was all, (laughs) you know— did you, I don't know.
2: when you were a kid, like, <laughs> is... did you, did you buy it or were you like automatically avert <laughs> <the> <laughs> No, because it seems like now you're, you, you, you know, you said you don't, you don't really live. Oh, did I buy religion? Yeah. You don't really live Amen. with religion now, but did you as a kid? Like, no, absolutely. It never sat no, with you? No, never.
3: It was always something that we were made to do. We had to go to religion class once a week. We had to go to church on Sundays. And then it all started kind of falling apart. My dad stopped going to church. He was like, uh, this is ridiculous. I can't go, like follow. I oh, can't okay. go on with the charade any longer. These okay. guys are old enough to like... So yeah, so my dad stopped going. He didn't... He was not
2: down with the Catholic church at all. Did he like explain to you guys why?
3: Uh, He... No, he was just... We just knew that it was just BS, and that he was going along with it, so that we were raised kind of. Wait, who's we? Did you have
2: a lot of brothers? I have.
3: I'm the youngest of three boys. Ah, yeah, nice. So, uh, no, and then my mother held on, and she would bring me to a thing called Rock Church, yeah, which was (laughs) a rock band playing songs that could be misconstrued or could be. You know, in that Pink Floyd song, they might be talking about God. Uh, And that would take place at the church that she went to school. She went to school in Westbury in in like a Catholic school. And we would go to that church and go to rock mass. And then that was the end of it. Like, eventually that fizzled out. And she just was like, all right, we don't go to church anymore. Okay. I wonder how much of
0: this is, like, generational. Because I feel like sort of a similar thing with my parents. I wonder how many people, like, having, like, you have, oh, you have a kid. This is a great example. Do you have any kids? I don't know. Okay. Me neither. Uh, so, like, are you, what are you going to do with your kid as far as religion? Because I feel like it seems like older generations are really into it. But a lot of people our age, like, we're kind of, like, forced to go and now don't really go.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's actually something I've been thinking about a ton because it's it's important to me. I've been on this like odd quest for like faith and spirituality and answers since I was like a pretty young kid, and a lot of people I speak with who are like me, who are not anti spirituality but don't conform to organized religion pretty much at all, they more often than not take the A lot of people believe a lot of different things, and none of them are wrong, and you can choose whatever you like, and this and that. And that does, like, sound okay to me, and it sounds like a good way. But in my experience, my father has been an atheist since, like, I can remember, and my mother was always confused you know what I mean she she basically had like thrown her hands up and been like I don't know what the fuck happens right. and and, uh, and even though I wasn't raised with like no you shouldn't believe in this you shouldn't believe in that you look to your parents as kind of the end all be all and when one thinks about something so strongly one way as my father did and one is utterly confused I feel like by default they sort of passed on their own existential crisis on me. And I feel like even though I had the ability to walk down any spiritual avenue I wanted, spiritually I was already closed off. Like I had already put up enough of a wall between me and certain things by the time I wanted to explore it that it was really difficult for me to believe any of it. And uh so that's where I do wonder whether for a while I should just lie lie in in what sense be like yeah god Mm -hmm. yeah he's he's up there he's looking out (laughs) for you (laughs) good stuff that's where your fucking fish went that's where all these people went they went with this really nice guy up there who takes care of everything and uh, yeah that's that and then maybe play that for a couple years and once he starts becoming someone who asks questions and becomes inquisitive maybe open some other doors but even though i don't believe it i i like i want to make his path like as as cool as possible so i'm thinking about bullshitting him for a while right you know i think
3: I'm, i think my parents are bullshitting me i don't think either of them were religious i just think that they were just kind of laying the groundwork for you know how humans should conduct themselves. The good, be, be a good person. Right, the, you know what I right. mean. And obviously, like the the Catholic Church. My dad was just like completely disgusted with the Catholic Church in every way. So he was just like, "This is not. This is like something completely different than what we're trying to do here. Then it's just more like socially Catholic." you know and right right totally yeah.
0: well i like i like atheism in theory but i feel like whenever like people talk about atheism who are really into it it's like there's this whole like superiority thing uh, where they're basically like everyone's an idiot yeah. and like something about mm-hmm. that just like kind of drives me away from it i just feel like it's for some reason it's like Heady pretentiousness. Yeah,
2: right. they ironically come off super dogmatic, don't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Like, <laughs> like they do. They're like, no, 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 no. My book says this. Yeah. And this is 100% the right way. You're all fucking idiots. Or, right. the, yeah, yeah. 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 Or
0: like, I'm going to wear
2: this helmet and
0: this is my God now, you idiots. Like, yeah. I'm going to pray to this cantaloupe. <laughs> like, it's like, all right, we get it. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like... yeah. And
2: I think, and I think, um, even though a lot of problems through the course of human history, have been caused by religion, I feel like a lot of really great things from uh, morality and community aspects that people live off of, even Mm -hmm. in modern democracy, are completely based off religion. And you're just uh, intentionally choosing not to see that if
3: you choose not to see that. Yeah, the morals that were instilled in you as a kid, even though your parents didn't bring you up in any religious way, were probably still...
2: 100% they were. Yeah, yeah like the only difference the
3: fu- was I was forced to go to church, but then <laughs> like on the way home from church we would stop and get like like we could choose one candy. Oh nice. <laughs> at the stationery store and then walk home.
2: That is so like Norman Rockwell of you. <laughs> One candy at the stationery store. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> what would you... Were you like a sucker kid or
1: like chocolates? I,
3: I really... I went I went in waves. I, I was a big Bulbalicious fan. They had a lot of really sick flavors coming out when I was a kid. Paradise Punch was new Ooh. on the scene. Yeah. Um... Wacky fruit, I think, was new on the scene. Some nice stuff. Tropical, <laughs> tropical really flavors that were starting gums. to mold my palate. <laughs> yeah. um, the scene was really changing back then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, things were really like going <laughs> you know, the, strong. The gum have, scene
2: was outrageous. <laughs> yeah, the
3: gum scene, the ring pop scene was like at its peak. Yeah for sure. Yeah.
2: And I feel like it's when like the, the dots scene was like really dying.
3: <laughs> I was totally over dots and I was totally <laughs> yeah. like, Holy shit, there's a new flavor of Big Lee too. Ooh. you know what i mean and that if, was that was my trip
2: if you like say take away like health or anything like that like you're at the delicatessen and you're gonna have one full-size chocolate bar okay like what do you guys go for
3: i'll probably go for baby ruth
2: baby Ruth.
3: i'd probably put it in the freezer oh you like the nutty enjoy it the nutty vibe yeah i like biting into it and having it crack completely in half you know like that. I'm into the peanut butter, peanut butter cup, anything like that.
2: Reese's cups, Reese's
3: cups,
0: just standby. Classic. Classic. Oh, what yeah. about you, Benny?
2: I'm I'm usually, I, I'd say maybe like a small bag of like Reese's pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, go for that pretty often. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Once in a while. Reese's pieces. I was pieces are I was great. a Three Musketeers man as a kid. Yeah, and then I grew out of just purely nougat. I needed a little more from my bar. So I did—I I like, like, a Snickers, too, or something like that. I I'm all mean, over the place. You guys had these concise answers. I, I rarely eat a chocolate bar, so, like, I just thought of what I'm craving right now as you say that, like— I would often just pass the chocolate shelf and go right to Cheez-Its. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I love Cheez-Its. I would—at
3: pa- re- this, this moment, I would pass it and go to the sour straw section. Oh. Interesting. i am i am been big in fruit snacks lately. Mm-hmm yeah i'm not with either, like gummy either. kind of yeah like stuff. the
0: welch's ones or like if they have expensive organic ones they have expensive organic ones at the vice office i'll pop in there i'll be like hey i got a story idea let me just check something <laughs> in the kitchen
2: <laughs> is that is their office one of the ones with like kitchen stocked of stuff have, you're uh, allowed to have
0: they have a blue bottle coffee machine like multiple ones where it has like a touch screen oh, and it'll great. make like any coffee drink they have a bunch of stuff it's funny actually like it's easy to be so
2: sarcastic when you have all this nice stuff isn't it isn't it vice i go in there
0: i, I go in there and i'll like go to, like, tr- see dan or whatever and i'll like pretend to pitch a story just to like get snacks and coffee and they know now oh they so are on to you well, yeah but they think it's funny like i'll be like hey guys what's up so i had this idea They're like jonah just go ahead get coffee like, <laughs> i'm like so what about this idea and they're like you don't have to pretend you have <laughs> an idea <laughs> you can email us like <laughs> so that's cool uh you guys how did you guys meet? Have you guys toured together, I'm assuming? No. no. Really? No,
2: actually, we we didn't really meet until fairly recently, right? We met at a soccer game. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> Although where it I think we
3: met. I think we met when we were kids in Younger, your basement, but yeah. I, we, neither of us... You remember... Evan. ...booking a movie life show in your basement.
2: Yeah, well, in a New Brunswick basement, yeah. And then I also played... A show in Evan's basement in Long Island. Yes, um, Evan was, was
3: what that was low end theory. The
2: low end theory played a show in Evan's basement in Long Island, and uh, Evan's mom and I had a very long, nice conversation. I believe she even made me tea. She thought I was like the nicest, <laughs> like nice Jewish boy from New Jersey. Thought I was very yeah. cool. Even I don't know if she watched us. I don't remember that. But uh, yeah, had a great experience. I think we played with Millhouse.
3: Okay, great. I believe yeah. it was I... a
2: Millhouse show. Um, but no, and then yeah, we wound up going to a uh, a Red Bulls. Was yeah. it your Red Bulls game?
3: I uh, got the the invite from Ian Perkins. No, we saw we went to Red Bulls Red Bull Arena but we saw the United States play Costa Rica.
2: That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had slight hookups through some friends who get tickets for Red Bulls games. Mm-hmm. So Red Bulls are a soccer team? They are. Okay. Because I saw the Bulls with you and they have red uniforms. Oh, yeah. Totally different. That's basketball. Okay. This team is named
3: after an energy drink.
2: You're not allowed to use your hands in this one. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, we hung out at a soccer game or football, if you'd like to be international about it. And then we reviewed the fact that we've never really hung out. Yeah, we
3: have a lot in common and a lot of mutual friends. Sure. We hit it off. And, yeah, I didn't watch that much of the game, actually.
2: Yeah, I think I did. I'm I'm actually having a hard time remembering pieces of the game, so I'm assuming there were drinks. It was a
3: lackluster performance. There were a few drinks, and... If anything, it was pretty impressive. The most the thing I took away from the game is how impressive the Costa Rican fans were.
2: Oh yeah, they came like, out and drove.
3: Yeah, like there was probably I don't know how many people fit in that place, maybe 15,000.
2: Yeah, something like that. There
3: were probably 10,000 Costa Rican people there.
2: Yeah. Wow. I have to assume every Costa Rican on like the east coast yeah
3: and they were great. I remember I remember thinking like watching the World Cup and they had a really good run in the World Cup the last World Cup and I remember thinking wow these fans are amazing so we got to watch that and it's a and, small I, and I made country. a new friend. Yeah that's yeah. a
2: cool way to meet. It's a small country. I was surprised
3: with yeah. how many There's Costa not, Ricans there are? I still don't
2: think. Is here. there
3: a big Costa Rican community somewhere in Brooklyn, or
2: possibly in
0: New
3: Jersey?
2: I don't know. I don't, I don't know know either.
0: Know. I thought for sure you guys are going to be like, we met when we toured with like the early November or something. <laughs> I don't know.
2: I knew about them. I mean, they. I. I mean, we had crossed paths so many times. Yeah, because you did the split EP with the movie Life with X Number Five. Yes, and X Number Five was a great New Brunswick band that uh, I toured with and knew very well. So mm-hmm.
3: And we played together. Like, we played low-end yeah. theory and movie life played, like, lots of random kind of basement or VFW kind of spots. Totally. Um, and we, like, I had your record and stuff.
2: I was a pretty friendly guy. I'm surprised, surprised yeah, I don't we know. never got into it. Were you strange. not friendly back then? No, the I
3: was always really talkative, and I was the guy, like, in the band that would, like, I don't know know everyone it's shocking i was straight edge in those days oh uh, so, like, so maybe we oh, weren't i was very like uh i don't know i don't know if straight edge means you, you're social or anti-social i suppose it could be either i guess yeah i suppose i was i was kind of a seen guy so i knew like lots of guys you know i, I knew know. like all your all a lot of your jersey guys strange. Sometimes people like have blind
0: spots because I feel like I meet people like that too. I'm like how are we not friends or like someone like mentions a band or a movie. I'm like I like everything around this but this one thing for some reason I just miss.
3: I find that actually with you and other guys in Brooklyn too like guys that I know and stuff but like it was I feel like like Jeff Rickley for example always be like you don't know that guy or you don't know this guy and Jeff's the mayor and he knows everybody. But I'm just like I guess it is kind of weird but I was touring, I've been touring almost my whole life. It goes that way on Long Island too. Oh, you don't know, blah, 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 from Long Island. It's like, well, it's a big place. I did tour a lot and maybe missed an era of Long Island, you know? And then even with Brooklyn, I left Brooklyn for four years. I was touring throughout my whole time in Brooklyn since 2004, I think I moved here. But I left Brooklyn for four years. And lived in Long Beach, New York, and then came back. So, like, that was a whole nother thing. Like, all my friends in Brooklyn had made other friends in Brooklyn without me, and I was kind of, I had to work my way back. And people back from in Brooklyn cannot, make new
2: friends. cannot get themselves out to Long Island. Absolutely. Well, that's, that's actually it, why it, I yeah.
0: feel like you haven't been in the podcast yet, because I was like, oh, Vinny lives in Long Island. He's not going to want to come all the way out here. I only moved back here like a year and a half ago. Okay. It gotcha. is a Long
2: Island. Yeah. That was kind of (laughs) a Jonah joke. That was kind of a Jonah
0: joke. It is very Am I
2: stepping on your toes? No,
0: I like it. Should I back off? No, please. Okay.
2: Continue. I didn't know if this was welcome territory. (laughs) No, it is.
0: Okay. Uh, Vinny, do you feel like, I mean, obviously, you're still touring. I mean, do you feel like things have slowed down a little in the sense where, like, you feel like Brooklyn's kind of your home, like, you're able to actually, like, enjoy it, like, check stuff out, go to Hot Sauce Expos, for example. (laughs)
3: I have I have issues with acid reflux. Okay. Uh which is actually why I'm not joining you in this cup of coffee. Gotcha. Oh. Um Should we solidarity? so hot Should we sauce convention <laughs> I would if they were serving beer I would go for a few beers. I believe they do serve beer at the hot, they hot, must. hot sauce. They have they must. Yeah. yeah. People aren't just going <laughs> no. How much hot sauce can you taste? And how do you like If you burn like if you get that burn isn't that like it? I would like, open are milk. you going to be able to get rid of it and then experience the no, true value right. That's of the a good next point. Point. I, admit,
2: I don't do think so. Maybe you
0: drink milk in between? Yeah, I would open a
2: milk stand there. <laughs> <laughs> I, would be, I would kill it and sell curds, mild, cheese curds. Mild cheese, yeah. Yeah, nice cheese, nice cheese curds and, like, good, like, nice milk, like, you know, grass-fed pasture cow milk. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, the good stuff, you Maybe know? You
0: go there to punish yourself, like, you know, you want to get hurt.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can use gaslight puns on me right now. Oh yeah. I'm like almost like a year removed from anything <laughs> gaslight. That's kind of like old news. You're not gonna get you're not gonna get free drinks advice if you keep if you keep hitting on old news, Jenna. You're, uh, right. you're
0: right. There is by the way, the listeners, there is a new bottom feeder that just came out, right? Oh, it's
2: coming out. It's Pretty coming soon. Out. I just yeah. got it.
0: Oh, you did. Yeah, I got it. Uh, like I think this morning. Oh,
2: the, it's getting pressy. It's getting pressy. See, that's great. Cool. Like it's kind of cool. I forgot that that was going to happen to this record because we actually put it out on a real thing, and I forgot that like real things happen when yeah you an actual label puts it out press junkets. Yeah, that. I was just gonna start emailing like a bunch of people. Just like here, have this Dropbox. <laughs> I, forgot, you... I forgot that that this was actually yeah someone famous. did it. It's someone a it actually. to who was in the band. Sweet. Are you gonna be the go-to guy to interview? I, I mean, I'm more than happy to yeah. if people just want to talk about hardcore and shit. But yeah. it's not like a thing for me, you know? Yeah, yeah. Can can you... No, but I just... Unless, mean maybe, unless uh... you know, but magazines and shit, they're fucking cheesy. So they're going to be like, oh, uh, what can get the most people to click on this story? Oh, if we could add the name of the Gaslight Anthem into the headline. Right. Oh, so let's interview that douchebag. It's not like, you know, that's, I don't know, let's just be real about why it could happen that would be the reason not because i'm like that much more interesting than the other guys in my band you have pretty interesting character
3: huh you have the gift of gab
2: think i could spit yeah oh thanks Vinny.
3: (laughs) Derek can go too yeah yeah he's gonna have a lot to say too oh sure he's he's got a lot to say he's he's
2: on a deep spiritual journey yeah he might be
3: able to guide you huh he might be able to i hope so shaman
2: I think so i've been like I've been like Derek's like dirty uncle for like a few years now, and
3: uh it might come full circle, yeah,
2: like, like if he just rolls up in like an r v with like a beard down to his chest with just this whole new shaman vibe, I'm on board, yeah, I'll jump on, maybe we'll wind up in a tent in upstate doing some funky drugs and writing in <laughs> journals you know Bro- where what did you ask me? Oh,
3: does Brooklyn feel like home?
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> you just
3: mentioned upstate and I went. New York. It's, it's funny. Crazy. I forgot right. too. To. You know, this like perfect
2: segue. Yeah. yeah,
3: Brooklyn. Brooklyn feels like home because I lo- I really love my neighborhood. It's a good spot. We we looked at a lot of places and chose a very small apartment in a great location. It's getting fancy over there. It is. It's getting. There's. It's hard to find a bad bar. Yeah. Where like where you can't get a really nice drink and there's really nice food popping up and it's good i like that and you know it's by the river there's nice views yeah we have a lot of friends that live in the neighborhood and uh but no absolutely not we're gonna definitely move i can't it's crazy (laughs) like you know i'm i'm 36 and i will have outgrown that neighborhood in the next few years i think yeah um there are a lot of strollers in that neighborhood now. Mm. Greenpoint has kind of become slightly m- morphed into a Park Slope kind of thing. Yeah, or I, th- I, th- I think that's too. true. Without the brownstones. But there are kind of townhouse-y looking, browns- uh, brownstone-y looking townhouses. So I think Greenpoint's going that direction. But I mean, we pay like 2000 bucks a month for like, you wouldn't believe the size of our apartment. I mean, we love it and we make it work and we live pretty simply over there. But like... We could definitely go for paying a mortgage somewhere. Yeah. But where? You know, we don't, yeah. I don't want to move away from all my friends and family. And she's from Texas. Uh, my fiance's from Texas. And she's already left her friends and family and built a life here for the last 13 years. So, you know, growing up in New York, you get a little bit stuck. Like, you're, you're, it's kind of a blessing that you grow up in a place this wonderful and all this stuff going on. But also, it's, you can't bear to leave, and nothing's ever going to be as good. I mean, I could totally live in San Francisco, but I don't. Th- I think my rent would be even higher. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you gotta, I mean, certainly yeah. wouldn't buy anything you got, there. You gotta get that, get some more of that drive-through money, man. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. Where's that? At? <laughs> Give me the number for uh, that. <laughs> what's the, the that?
2: So say <laughs> say you got a call. Like you and your wife are hanging out tomorrow night.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You're just hanging. I don't know. Watching. Uh, Orange is and and a New re- Black. Orange is the New Black.
0: Sure. That's perfect. one fiction you guys are watching.
2: And uh, I, you got yeah, your okay. feet A call comes in, and it's like a lawyer from Texas with, like, a s- thick southern drawl. And he's like, I'm not even going to pretend to do it. I'm ter- every accent I do sounds like Borat, and that one will turn into that. So I'm not going to do it. But And they, he he basically explains that she had a relative in Texas mm-hmm. who you didn't know was around. But was like crazy rich oil money, and deep in a will somewhere, you guys were given like a fifty acre ranch with like a nice house on it, and like this, and all you had to do is go and pick up like expenses. Like, do you leave like New York? Taxes then?
3: and maintenance.
2: Yeah. Uh huh. And maybe animal. If you want to service absolutely animals, absolutely,
3: we leave New York. Hundred <laughs> <100%.
2: laughs> percent.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. I okay. think our our life. We have a happy life, and I'm sure we're going to continue to build that happy life. And I think that can happen anywhere, especially if we weren't, like, busting our asses, like, grinding, trying to make money. You know what I mean? So I guess we would still have to make money. Yeah, some. Uh, But, you know, yeah, I, I think I don't really make money in New York. So that's I'm it makes it easier for us as she figures out, like, her path, like, she's kind of in a transitional kind of place right now with her career, so it's, like, I'm not a component when it comes, like, well, I can't go there because of work. Like, I can end any tour or, like, weekend trips or festivals and go back anywhere. Um, It might be slightly more expensive for me to do that, you know? (laughs) Like, oh, we have movie life practice or avalanche practice or rehearsals for a solo tour or something. I might spend a lot of money, like, going back and forth and staying. Or you
2: build a space on the ranch.
3: Yeah, that's true. And
2: you make everyone come to you. Yeah, exactly. Do you do stuff outside of band stuff ever for work? I do. It's
3: new. Um, I signed a publishing deal recently. Oh, cool. And part of that is, like, half of it is, like, you know, stuff from my catalog and my history and them trying to generate money from that and, you know, how all that works. And then the other half is I write so like I'll for other people yeah i okay. help artists write um i've just really begun i've only done it like twice because i signed and i squeezed a few in before i went on tour but now it's like i'm setting up sessions to help young artists write or we need lyrics for this song or we need a chorus or we need a melody for this or that and then like jamming with other writers and creating stuff for sync and like for commercials and stuff. awesome so it's actually really cool like um i thought it would be weird and so far it's been really cool and i feel like i'm learning more and becoming a more comprehensive songwriter and also they've been like okay so we want you to jam with people and like the people that they want me to jam with to like create content for them are like legends that like Super i pro. look up to and like dudes that are like dudes in bands and stuff right that like i grew up watching or listening to and stuff so it's like so far, it seems like this really awesome thing. I hope it continues to yeah, be Yeah, that. that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So everything's music so, yeah. now. That Got was it. my choice of, like, I bartended for, t- like, whenever I would go get back into bartending, the money was great. I would walk with cash. It was, the, I think the only stuff, I mean, maybe one day I'll get audited and completely screwed, but <laughs> <laughs> I think the only stuff was, like, we would show minimal stuff, for, like, on, like, and, like, you know, you walk with cash. So Right, like, right. But I wouldn't get anything done, and, like, my career would suffer, and and people would end up being like, so what are you doing? Like, are you making records, or are you just going to do this now? Right. So I've been just all music for me. It's like I'm a full-time musician, so, you know, I just add stuff to that because unless you're in a band that, like, you know, consistently draws thousands and thousands of people, like, it's hard to, like, you know— totally make a living right. doing one thing so movie life does well but I think we do well uh, because we're very selective of what we do we're not the kind of band that can do like a world tour and play like 150 dates and have a thousand people come to every show but if we play 20 shows a year then maybe we can do that You know, gotcha. Uh, Avalanche is, is definitely like 5 to 10 shows a year purely for fun kind of vibe is what we all decided we wanted to do and the solo thing is what is kind of my most full-time thing, but it's not exactly full-time. I mean, this year will be my a heavy tour, touring year for me and I think I'll still be home like 8 months. Yeah, you know you're
2: just mean. you're going to you're out most of July, right? In the US?
3: Yeah, I just got home from like 3 weeks. I'm going out in next Friday for 2 weeks and then um I have off until September 21st and then I'm doing like 25 shows in September and October and go to the uk i think in europe for like two weeks in november and then maybe a week of shows in december
2: are you playing alone at the shows or you have a band uh
3: i've been playing with a uh, friends have been backing me it's been cool like the solo record doesn't it sounds like a band right so yeah, I heard it. Yeah. um i had on the past run i had steve choi from rx bandits and sounds of animals fighting playing guitar uh, Brandon Riley from Movie Life, who's a guitar player, but he played bass in the band, which was awesome. And he, he helped
2: like, you write a lot of the record, right? Uh, or, or Brandon?
3: Uh, no, no. This I wrote. I wrote this record on my own, um, and then had friends kind of play on it. I'd say like I the stuff that I didn't write for the record would be like Steve Choi's, um, like tasty guitar stuff that he kind of layered into the songs
2: i'm sorry i got confused brandon is writes with you for movie life yeah yeah me
3: and brandon are kind of the songwriting guys in movie life that's cool
2: did you find that that process cool with like having your own songs where you get to dictate it but like letting other people kind of highlight and do their own thing a little bit more is it fun for you to be like like on top kind of managing everything
3: it 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 was really fun and, and it was really rewarding and writing it was really a great experience and i like sat and when i moved to greenpoint i had to finish writing a record so that was also a thing where like a lot of people didn't even realize i moved to brooklyn because i was like i have to go in the studio january 1st and this record needs to be awesome and i need to you know But, um, no, yeah, Steve Choi is, like, definitely the most talented musician um, that I've ever worked with or that I know, I think. Um, And he's, like, classically trained everything in perfect pitch, and he's also, like, a sick drummer and best guitar player, best piano player, you know, like, he's just what an really like, good hate at stuff. Yeah,
1: and, yeah, yeah, a, he's like uh, really ugh. great at stuff yeah.
3: and he's really intelligent. Uh, he's ugh. one of those guys. That's the worst. Of, um, the worst. Yeah, and then they're like,
0: oh, do you want to play darts? And then they're like, amazing at darts. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly, everything. yeah, the yeah. way it is. I yeah. actually,
3: um, before he flew back out to California, I uh, played him in ping pong for the first time. We've been friends for years and we've talked about ping pong. He's like, you play ping pong? And I'm like, I play ping pong. I grew up, Going to day camp on Long Island mm-hmm. where you basically go swimming in a freezing pool and play ping pong and, like, kickball. By the
2: sound of your voice, like, I automatically <laughs> wouldn't put money down in a game because you sound confident. You
3: never know how good you are until, like, I didn't know. I thought St- Steve's Korean and he was claiming some Korean shit on me being like, oh. I, I, I have, like, I'm Korean. Are I'm Koreans going to be better than white boy ping pong.
2: historically good ping pong players? Is think, that a thing? I think...
3: It, when an Asian friend claims ping pong on me, I get a bit scared. You know what I mean? I go, you know what? Maybe I'm at this level right. and I'm good right. around these this crew of people. I don't have a ping pong crew, <laughs> but if like I was like, maybe he's on that level where I'm going to be destroyed. But I actually humbled him, Ooh. beat him, well, beat him in straight sets, handily. Wow. Uh, and uh, you were like so that was Gump. one thing. That's the one thing I found that I'm better at him. Can can you guys, this is another thing that I feel like people like that can do. Better than him. Sorry.
0: Um <laughs> I'm better at him <laughs> than he is at him. At him. I like that. <laughs> can you get? Maybe you guys can do this. You know people who can like open a beer with anything, like a lighter or like oh or I, like I'd a, say i qualify. Yeah, that, I can't yeah. do
2: it. I even like, with a
0: bo- bottle opener it's hard for me to do. Dude, I take I literally take
2: <laughs> Just like sad. anytime. I feel like I'm getting comfortable with the lighter bottle thing. Yeah, I wind up with a chunk out of my mm-hmm. finger right here almost every really? time. Really. And I almost always make somebody else do it for me. Okay. I'm good at the side of a table and banging it. Yeah. But you right. can't often find a table you have no regard for. <laughs> yeah. Right. You can exactly. just chip like that. In
3: a dressing room, maybe you can, yeah. but I
2: don't... That's not very sanitary. I don't like it. That's in, a dirty you know what, table. Too? I am very... I'm a very respectful guy in a dressing room. Yeah. Because I watch every single night somebody at like 1.30 in the morning have to walk into that fucking dressing yeah, room exactly, and yeah. clean it up yeah. after working yeah. all day mm-hmm. and then getting to just see the remnants of like a bunch of fucking disgusting people sitting in a room that they have no regard for yeah. all day. Right. I just feel bad that's, for them, man. That's
3: when I still get shocked when I walk into a dressing room. It still happens every once in a while where there is not a garbage pill.
2: It happens and I'm all like, the time. It's like they're asking for it then everything's there like
3: the the 80 percent like cacao chocolates there this and and but there's not yeah a garbage pail so then you are made to feel like you've Mm -hmm. disrespected the room but there's nowhere to put it yeah i'll neatly like arrange like beer bottles and stuff you know
2: the gaslight guys they always order a rotisserie chicken. Oh, that's nice. And and they use it, nice. you know, like, yeah. like like Alex Levine makes like, you know, chop it up and mix it with mayo and makes like nice is fresh it, chicken is salad. This, is this, oh, nice. like, this yeah. pre or post-show? It sits there, and this is my problem with okay. it. It sits there all day long. And like the farther and farther in the day you get, I mean, I'm not a skeevy vegetarian. Like to the point I've worked at food service and delis and I've worked with meat And it doesn't really bother me that much. But after, like, six hours of just watching meat get pulled off this little, like, tiny carcass, and then you just start seeing it, and it just starts smelling the room through the course of the day. It's, like, the only time I've ever said something where I'm like, guys, like,
3: put it it
2: back (laughs) in the bag when you're done. Because it's just fucking gross. Yeah. You know? That's the only time I've really been... And I fucking... To this day, I hate people who don't pick up the toilet seat when they piss. Oh, God. Like, what yeah. the fuck is wrong That's with that? That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. And it happens all the time. Really? And, yeah, and it's because of their OCD where they're unwilling to touch the toilet seat. Well, you have to just you yeah. use your foot. You use your foot. Some people
3: don't feel coordinated enough to stand on one foot. And, come on.
2: Vinny, come on.
3: I don't know. I feel very comfortable because I'm. A soccer player and I can go like this, and I'm That's doing right. it. Like
2: I'm already
3: dicks out, and I'm peeing like as I'm doing yeah, it. Yeah, and
2: Benny, you're. I no, mean, you're I'm, a drummer. You can do no, like no, no, 19 no, things I'm, with
3: each
0: limb. At I'm going to show
2: you guys something since my shoes are already off. Okay. If these toes can do it, any toe wow. can do it. Wow. Are you? You, you te- see what's happening here?
0: Yeah. Let me explain, Vinny,
2: no, I can Vinny, even ben,
0: spread them to just freak you guys. Benny's out. Benny's toes are sort of like. What would you say? Like, <laughs> kind of like.
2: What to... So what's going on here is the big toe is fairly normal mm-hmm. we Totally We need to talk about that Yeah, it looks good This is a hammer toe hammer That cannot toe. be straightened out You see what's happening really? here? Really, yeah I never knew what a hammer toe And I have either. one on each foot So this the is, joint
3: is just The shut. joint is
2: shut like that And in order to fix this They would have to cut the tendon, cut the skin, break it Take skin from another part of my body And patch it up on there Yeah. Which I'm completely unwilling to do um, Has it been like this your whole life? Whole life, Even when yeah. you're and like then a this little guy, baby. This guy tucks underneath. Mm. And because of it, so I just like flip it all the time trying to retrain it. I walk around the house like that. And I have all these feet problems. I got these like weird, horrible cows. I got, a, I have a, a young Korean doctor at home who is literally named Dr. Toe, <laughs> And he's my podiatrist. I was his first patient. And I literally went into an office complex in Jersey City into this room with literally a chair and like a 24-year-old Asian kid. And I'm like, you're the doctor's office? It's like, yep. And I was like, I was his first non-senior citizen that he had ever worked on. But I found him to be incredibly attentive. Yeah, I'm sure. Because he's straight out of school. He's looking for all this stuff. He's very good. So, So does that affect your drumming at all? Yeah, it does actually fuck me up. I have some weird Is that this, stuff. Is Compensations that, and right, like weird right. things and the older I get it's getting getting worse for sure. Interesting. I never yeah. knew that about you. Oh I've I'm a litany of physical problems.
0: Yes. Yeah. I yeah. never realized you had a tattoo of Calvin and Hobbes with a descendants mug.
2: Oh, that's descendants record. Descendants record. And oh, Calvin's nice. wearing a bad brains t shirt. <laughs> nice. That's pretty cool. I Thanks. like it. Thanks. That's um,
3: a two for one.
2: Yeah, it is. Two for one band tattoo. It's a tattoo. little homage. A little I have homage. a two for one
3: band tattoo I'd like to share with you. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah let's whip it out.
3: So Yeah, it is on this like... It's the minor threat uh, sheet thinking oh, about Black Flag.
2: Minor threat sheep thinking about Black Flag. As
0: the go by, this is just <laughs> <turns> <laughs>
3: into... <laughs>
0: to illustrate for everyone listening... I'm now he's thinking about a candy bar.
2: Vinny has the out-of-step lamb with a thought bubble with the Black Flag logo inside of the thought bubble. And I have Calvin and Hobbes... It's this one scene in Calvin and Hobbes where they wake up in the middle of the night and they, they put on, like, their glasses and put on records and start partying, which I just love. So I got them opening the records, Calvin putting on sunglasses, wearing a Bad brain shirt, and Hobbes listening to a Descendants record.
3: It's great.
0: So uh, As yeah. someone—I don't have any tattoos, but as someone, you have, like, a lot of tattoos. You have a lot of tattoos. Moderate. I mean, moderate amount. I mean, do you— do you still get tattooed regularly or as you get older, like at this point, are you sort of like once in a while? Or are you sort of like, you know what,
3: I like this, I'm good? Uh, I still get tattooed. I know a lot of tattoo artists and you, do end, you just end up in situations where you weren't even planning on getting tattooed. Um, and I started working on my chest and my stomach when I was 18 years old or 19 or something. And I have all this unfinished stuff. Where it's just outlines and stuff. So recently I started getting back into it because I'm just sick of looking at it. So a friend of mine has agreed to kind of like renovate my entire front. And like uh, he'll finish outlining everything like in like two weeks while I'm in California. And then he'll start shading and coloring Who's doing it. it? Derek Sag. He's got a shop in um, Van Nuys called G- Genuine Electric. He's really sick. Awesome. Um, and it's great to have a friend who's willing to like, you know, go through it with you and just kinda like, you know, it's it's always a nice time. So I only get tattooed from friends. Okay. In like very social situations. We'll get drunk and do some tattoos. And
0: do stuff. you do you since it's friends, like, do you have conversations while you're doing it? Like if it's like hours or are you just like, This hurts, I just wanna like go to like my
3: Safe, happy place. Uh, it's, it's funny. It used to be <laughs> stuff on the arms you can totally do. Okay, um, stuff. There's spots that don't hurt. Like on the arm, it does hurt, but it's like the equivalent of me like kind of digging my nail into your skin, yeah, where like it's that. uncomfortable, but it doesn't. Um, but on the chest and the stomach, it hurts a lot. And but the last time he tattooed me, we rubbed this. Uh, lidocaine ointment that was like, you know, like they'll have like lidocaine kind of ointment in Rite Aid or something. That's like 2%, but this is like 8% or something. And it numbs. They they made this, tr- they f- figured out this trick. So you, ru- you lather yourself in lidocaine or you just be a man and you deal with it. Right. But if you want, if, I did have a conversation this time because what you do is you lather it up You wrap it in saran wrap and let it sit for two hours. You hang out, you know, make the stencils, do the drawing, size everything out, take it off, wipe it down, and he goes. And I didn't feel a thing. I felt like he was, like, just touching me. I haven't heard of that. It's for old dudes who are over it (laughs) and still want to get tattooed or still need to finish some stuff. Oh, my God. It wears off. Like, maybe two or three hours, you get out of it. But that's, like, I don't... Who sits for longer than that? I mean, I guess some <laughs> people anymore. do, but not me I anymore, used to yeah. have
2: this, like, when I was young, I would have this, like, man-up thing where I'm like, fuck, I don't sit for five hours. Like, I'm not tough.
3: Yeah, and you're intimidated by the tattoo but artist. Was,
2: like, yeah. he's gonna think I'm but i was... But you're about my that. age. Like, when I first started getting tattooed, it wasn't quite the thing it is now, um, mm. where, like... There was, like, a different kind of mentality to getting tattooed then. Like, when I was getting tattooed, I wasn't getting it. I thought it was cool, and I thought it would help get me girls or whatever. I was fucking 17. Mm -hmm. But I also, like, knew I was, like, becoming part of the counterculture when I got my first tattoo. Right. That actually signified that back then. You know what I mean? Like, I'm getting a tattoo. I'm doing this. I'm starting this. There's, like, in my head automatically things I'm ruling out for my life by getting this tattoo. It was, like, different, I think. And now I so often, like, I just spent a couple of days in Long Beach Island, New Jersey, mm-hmm. which is beautiful. I love it. It is one of the fucking biggest white bubbles I've ever seen in my life, like, but straight up. Right. And the amount of tattoos I see on a place like that, that is the most non-alternative place you could possibly be, Makes me feel like a fucking asshole for having tattoos. Right. And even though I think this lidocaine thing, when I first hear it, sounds cool, <laughs> I'm almost like, oh, so this is how this like 18 year old kid got like his whole chest done out of nowhere so. or something Honestly, like that. It, or is this it's kind very of DL new. still? I hope it
3: stays DL. It Who cares doubt. actually? Whatever. But <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, I feel like people now it, who are clean, I don't know like if it's Jonah. It's exactly legal. Jonah's like <laughs> a unicorn now. He's like a counterculture dude without tattoos.
0: I've, right. I I've, yeah. I've had actually girls think it's cool that I don't have exactly. tattoos. Yeah. yeah. Which they're like, can't see your tattoos. I'm like, I don't have anything. They're like, you don't even have any. And I'm like, yeah. They're like, oh, that's so cool. I'm like, it is cool. I thought. I, yeah. I always thought it wasn't cool. Oh God. They when, I, when I
3: walked out of my yeah. apartment today on Franklin Street, I was just like. I'm just another dude <laughs> with tattoos wearing vans, exactly yeah, like uh, I just don't have a stroller. I'm not pushing a stroller I that's do the only now. thing I'm missing. you gotta in get my a mustache like me and Benny yeah yeah but... that could that that might be something I add to my <laughs> repertoire at some i gotta point.
2: be honest, i I feel that way often how like how you chose a lifestyle that's supposed to be a little more like unique and you're supposed to be mm-hmm. following your own path. And, and you have this idea that all of the things we've done have created a more unique life for myself. And then the same way I step out my fucking front door and you know, Jesus Christ, like, is it even possible to do something that is like totally unique? Yeah. Is it like, cause I I've literally based my entire life on counterculture things and find right. myself in the middle of a mass still,
3: Yeah, counterculture is mainstream in lots of ways now.
2: Why do we all fucking look alike? If we're all supposed to be so fucking like, (laughs) if we're all supposed to be so punk and counterculture and unique and trying our own things, why all of us fucking look alike? You know, and do the same shit and wear the same shit and read the same shit, right? You know, yeah, totally. What's wrong with us?
0: I had a moment. I went to yoga the other day, and this guy was in my class, and then we both got in the subway and then he was wearing like almost the same thing as me like same shoes and he was like reading like new york some magazine I read, and it made me feel so like insignificant cuz i was like <laughs> i was like your experiences aren't unique you just think they are you're like the same as everyone else like there's nothing special about you like i got like really down on like like i got like it got really dark i was like right. i was like you think this is this amazing thing but you're like It's the same as everyone else. Like, you're nothing. There's nothing special about you. All right. So
2: you're the Zen master, though. So how did you, like, emotionally and spiritually recover from that thought? I think I just, like... (laughs) <laughs> then I had to like get off the train or something. <laughs> and I was like, all right,
0: what do I have to do? I gotta like get go right, the shit out of yeah. Yeah. I'm, gonna go write.
3: I'm gonna go and write something in that magazine that guy's reading.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I just kind of moved on, but it, it
0: kind of stuck with me a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, like, that was obviously very extreme. Like, I, I also was like, Jonah, like, relax. Like, <laughs> do you, you got to pull yourself out of that stuff.
2: I mean, there are a lot of people in the yeah,
0: world. Yeah, yeah. But it is interesting. And that's like, cause you know, you always think like you're like, Advertising doesn't affect me, or marketing, or like all this stuff, and then you're like, I bet
2: it does. It probably does. You know what? Yeah. And it's some thought I just had to this. Like, sure, like we place such a value in America on being this thing. You get told when you're a kid, like, ah, oh, we're all we're all snowflakes, and we're all <laughs> created differently, and we're all unique, and we all have this and that. I bet, like, I mean, I bet a North Korean never fucking thinks about this, right? You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? To to the to the, I don't know, credit or discredit of the way they run their society, but at least they don't, like, sit on the train wondering, like, man, I don't feel good about myself. I don't feel satisfied because yeah. me and these people are alike. And they actually, maybe they're forced to, which is the problem, Right, but they're actually, like, all sitting there, like, oh, how can we actually work together to kill Americans? Or... South Koreans or whatever they're, you they're un- or they're whatever their united <laughs> right, right, battle is against. Right. Maybe maybe this this whole outlook is the reason why red and blue is so far apart these days. Because we all need to be so extreme and we all need to be so unique, mm-hmm. and we actually don't think of ourselves as one. I'm unifying my fingers. It's to true. Anyone who's who doesn't see this. Uh,
0: I, this <laughs> made me think about. We talked about. Koreans a lot on this podcast for some yeah, reason. Yeah, this is Korean because heavy because
2: of Steve. Uh, I feel like are we assholes because there's no Korean represented here like at all? No, I don't think so.
3: But this is this <laughs> is also not. He's he's South Korean. He's South,
0: okay, <laughs> <laughs> we're allowed to bash North yeah, Korea. This yeah. is right. this is like definitely not not a racist question. <laughs> that means it probably is. By no, the way. this is this is an honest question. Okay, you know how. Um, Like a lot of like you see, okay. I'm just gonna come and say
1: this:
0: (laughs) Asian people don't look the same, but it's like they have a similar look. Like you could get them confused. Do you think Korean people, when they see a bunch of Americans or a bunch of like white people, are like I can't tell the difference? Like all these just look like white people. One hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. That's not racist. That's like that's 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 human nature. That's real. That's 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 a real thing. Yeah, that's just. But to us, it's like you would never get like your two like blonde like, white friends confused. Right. But it's interesting. Even to the point
2: where I could be like, oh, that you look a little, uh, what is it, Dutch? Dutch English, maybe? Something like that? Yeah, like, I have friends who are
0: twins, and I don't get them confused. Not not identical (laughs) twins, but, like, but I feel like if I saw a pair of Korean twins, I would maybe not know.
3: Yeah, one of my black friends, when I started dating my fiance, was like, you guys look exactly like, and I'm like, we definitely don't. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, that is racist. (laughs) She's like, no!
2: it's not.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's, but yeah, it's, it's interesting how you can notice like subtleties in your own kind of race, but not as much in other ones, I guess.
2: Yeah. it's actually. Is, I think, do you think it's just because we hang out with so many white people? Yeah. Like, I think, think, I think it's based all on experience. Yeah. yeah. And you know, like you hang out with an white people your whole life. Yeah. You're going to be able to, it's almost as if like to, to use a musical context, how somebody who does not listen to screamy music only hears someone hollering
3: right right yeah. they're just like that oh depends. my god they're just very, yelling at me very true. and yeah.
2: someone who listens to hardcore it's like oh that guy's got a real deep raspy kind of thing and this guy's yeah. kind of like high-pitched and melodic but we're actually differentiating screams Yeah.
1: yeah 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 which yeah. someone
2: who doesn't listen to hardcore does so i feel like we don't i don't hang out with a ton of asian people i know some and I'm friends with some, but like be I think just my general lack of experience would
3: Yeah, I think most I think most Asian people can distinguish what kind of Asian person that person may be. Right. And I think yeah, I don't think they I mean, I think we can all be like, Oh, that guy's, you know He's I don't know. Sometimes you can't tell, but Asian. I can tell, you know, Italian American or Oh yeah. You know, Irish, Catholic, Jewish, mm-hmm. European, you know, like
2: I even read um in the new and and it's such a, a racially progressive author that'm I, I can say it. so i <laughs> I just read a new Tanahe Coates book between oh, the World excuse and me. me. And uh, he explains his experience growing up in Baltimore as he, he basically when he grew up in Baltimore, he said he thought he knew black people. And then he went to Howard University and was exposed to, like, all these types of black that he didn't even know existed. You know what I mean? Like, Haitian people, light-skinned people, dark people. like, Like, all these spectrums of black people that he didn't even know existed until he was, like, garnered with that experience. And then he explains even when he got to New York how that grew even more because of, like, massive multiculturalism here. So I think it's fair. Yeah. I'm giving myself a pass. I think just because (laughs) I read Tanahisi Coates, I'm like giving myself like the New York Times liberal. Like I've been a good liberal pass. Yeah, because I read that book. You earned it, man. I think I do. I get like a good liberal ribbon for this (laughs) like month. Yes, you do. Yeah, good.
0: All right. Brad has
2: them. Who gives them out? Brad does. (laughs) Oh, Brad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That leads to actually something I wanted to ask you, Vinny. I have my sheet. Okay. As I always first do.
0: class mail impressive
2: this was uh <laughs> this is people trying to get so much money for me, really from it says important oh, it is exploring. very important to them yeah so important to me <laughs> that I took the contents, <laughs> metaphorically urinated on it, and wrote on the back. but I read in your bio that like you view yourself as like a lifer musician, right. you know that like this is what I do, this is what I'm gonna do like i wanted to know like when you decided that and like not only when you decided it when like you actually felt comfortable with the fact that that was like all you're going to do
3: um yeah and that would i may have been completely off the mark that was the way i felt that you know that can change <laughs> life can change right. so quickly and um i think it just means you know i feel comfortable doing i've been doing this since i was 19 touring um, and, and making you're 36. records and stuff. I'm 36, I'll be 37 at the end of the summer. And, um, me too, September 25th. For September me. 27th, <gasps> are you yeah.
0: 79? Yeah, me too. Wow, almost identically you Wow, aged.
2: What yeah. sign does that make you too
0: I'm Libra, but I'm Libra, Libra
3: yeah. I'm just
0: yeah, Libra. I'm by barely. like two days, yeah. So okay,
3: we're, interesting. Um, I think it just happened gradually. I just was like, oh, I'm still doing this. This is what I like doing. Oh, I still love making records, and I still love traveling and playing shows. And a lot of my, like, some dudes have, like, kind of bowed out of it and, like, or been like, aren't you tired of it? And I'm like, not really tired of it. I like it. Um, also, you know, as the years went on and as they still go on, I become less and less qualified to do anything else. <laughs> right. And uh, that is a little bit scary, actually. Um but it's something, you know, like I, I'm i constantly thinking of, of like the future and what do we want to do and we don't know if we're going to have kids yet and that's going to change, I mean, that's going to change a lot for me. Um, I feel like if she told me she was pregnant and we were going to have the baby like today, I would immediately like figure out like, okay then I better get really busy and generate a lot more money, meaning I'm going to go away a lot more. And that is like that's, like, the survival mode in me, just, and that's, that's what, like, that's my first thought. So, and I think that's because, like, maybe I'm not qualified to do other things. Like, I may Mm -hmm. have, like, painted myself in a corner, but let's hope that, you know, there's a happy ending to that. But I think, I think I can adjust, and I think I can, I'll always do music, but I think I'll be able to, like, you know, like I said, I'll be home eight months this year. Like, there's things that I can get into um, to kind of, you know, add more. Just keep adding more, and just being a more well-rounded person, which I'm. I've I've been getting into, or a well-rounded earner. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. It's, it's scary being a musician. Yeah. Um, you don't. You know, things. It's a real roller coaster. Sometimes you're like, wow, this is amazing. I can't believe they paid me that much money to do that. And then sometimes it's like, well, well nobody paid me this month.
0: You <laughs> right. Know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's interesting because, like, I feel like we're all like kind of in different ways like music kind of life or people but it is interesting how it's like it's never really like a conscious decision like i just feel like you're like oh, i guess this is i'm still doing this <laughs> yeah
2: like, yeah it's definitely <laughs> i can't i actually can't it is like constantly a conscious decision for me really yeah like always a Do you conscious think decision. That having the kid
0: it, it, like change that or was it sort of like that before
2: no i think it's always been like that i think like if I mean, I might be fooling myself, but I said when, like, started Gaslight that this was, like, my last one that I was going to take really, really seriously. And, and how old were you then? You're t- when we, like, I was 25 when I met Brian. Okay. Something like that. And uh, And I even struggle with it now. There's an instinct I have. The fact that, like, many, many years ago, I accomplished everything I ever dreamed of accomplishing with music, like... I passed it and lapped it, you know, like like more than once over what yeah. I thought was even possible. So that puts me in an odd perspective where, like, as much as I feel great about that accomplishment, it makes me have a little bit of an instinct to try something else. Right. And I'm in this unique position where I actually got to already live my dream at the age I'm at. And how cool would it be to, like, do another one in, like, one life or something right. like that? But then there's the other side, and it happens. I actually watched the the Sushi Man documentary, like, more than once to kind of get me on that tip again because there's another part of me that's like, you've been doing one thing for, like, 20 years. And I'm not an, a multi-instrumentalist uh, and stuff. Like, I play a little of other things, but I'm, like, a drummer, drummer, drummer. and And then sometimes I'm like, you just spent 20 years working really hard to get good at something mm-hmm. you got from bad to adequate to like good to pretty good to like there's not a lot of people who go and do two hour sets in front of all these people yep. and this and that. And I actually know how to do that and know how to do it pretty well. So then I'm like, are you just a fool for like abandoning all this work? Yeah, you, you guys know?
3: are in like the um, one you, yeah. percent. You kind of are in the one percent. And I have a lot, you know, I have a lot of friends. In like you, know, we all have friends in like bands that play in front of a hundred people, bands that play in front of five thousand people, or even more. And I can tell you from like I, I think of guy, you know, guys like you, guys like Gaslight, guys like the brand new guys. I think, wow, these guys, these guys have done exactly what they wanted to do. They make good records. Like, they're not, like, the, they're not those... You guys aren't those friends that are, like, oh, those guys are a really terrible band now, but I'm glad they're making money. Right, you know what right. I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's more like, these guys are making good records. They have awesome fan bases who, like, are extremely loyal. And they're doing it. Like, those guys are making good livings playing music. And I hope they do that until they're 60 years old. Like... That's always, that's always my thing for like my friends. I'm always just like, I hope you keep doing this because you have it so good. Obviously, I don't know the inner workings of every band. People could be like, listen, I can only, you know, I could only stand to be around these people for another year right? (laughs) and I'll put another year into it. You know what I mean? But like when things are happy and healthy, like I admire my friends for doing their thing and like. And I hope that they, like, keep it going. Like, I hope that you do Gaslight all the time. And the fact that Brian goes and does other things, that kind of lets—doesn't that kind of let you delve into other— Oh, uh,
2: I think it's, like, the best. Yeah. Like, the worst thing for Gaslight right now would be if it was just dead. Right. And, like— If you
3: just rode yourself yeah. into the ground, yeah.
2: And that's where the, Brian and I are very different people. Brian is one of the most singularly focused human beings I know that guy writes songs right that and that's like that's what he does like mm-hmm. like his you know he has obviously other interests he's not a fucking robot right. but like like at the end of the day it's all about like what's inspiring the next idea the next song the next thought like this is just a constant process with that guy and i'm i'm not a songwriter like that right so as much creative um energy I have, I don't get to use it until someone brings me a song. Exactly. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um mm-hmm. and that that's the the plight, I guess, of being a, a true drummer a little bit. And the fact that I'm like I'm in my mid thirties. Yes, I could pick up an acoustic guitar and get some of my ideas down and stuff, but I'm good. You know what I mean? Like I don't wanna do something like that. Like so yeah, I feel like yeah, you're probably right. It does it does give me the liberty to to go off and explore different things yeah. and actually get to be creative. Yeah, you might, you might have it all. You think so? <laughs> you might. <laughs> just, just don't have the feet. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean,
3: you're in. Yeah, you have. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you about those toes.
2: <laughs> I mean, you're definitely a traditionally more handsome man than me. <laughs> Like I think in you... a lot of ways, I would say. Yeah, but that, where does
3: that even, you know, if I, if, if Like I, I couldn't be I, a front man. I step out on Franklin Street and I'm just like, you know, white boy, blue eyes, tattoos, like traditionally, traditional might end up being very boring.
2: Yeah, but if I'm not getting up doing like, I can't deliver the songs you deliver the way I look. I'd have to deliver like Andrew W.K., like party anthems <laughs> or some shit. Like if I got up and started singing about like real stuff and emotive stuff, mm-hmm. no, nah, it just wouldn't look right coming out of me. I would, to- I totally disagree. Don't you? Really? Yeah, don't I kind of disagree. What? Yeah. This what is, do you is shocking mean? Why, why? to me. This is totally but shocking. But there's tons to me. of bands. With it's so like- obvious to me that I'm not meant for that part of the stage. I, I would, I like- would
3: way rather look at you sing. My kind of songs. Then look at me. I mean, I may. Maybe we just don't. Maybe we're just sick of ourselves.
2: I view myself as like <laughs> John Popper. <laughs> That's the way I see myself on stage. And I'd probably have one of those harmonica things. No way. I'd be so high.
0: I think you have a very skewed vision yeah. of yourself. <laughs> you look nothing like. I John imagine Popper. right now in my head. No I'm offense John Popper.
2: Some mix between john popper and like the animated version of shrek like holding a guitar and performing in front of people i Uh, saw
3: john popper in an airport recently i guess it wasn't even recently but it's still very fresh in my memory
0: john popper gave me a signed harmonica
3: because we did a sound advice with him me and
0: my sister of this web series and uh yeah vanessa became friends with him because he was at this snl party and I befriended him because we did a podcast with Chris Barron here, who's singing for the Spin Doctors. Mm-hmm. And they like came up together. And I was like, yeah, I'm friends with Chris. And he was like, oh, cool. And then, yeah, he did this thing. And that's his thing. He gives, he just gives out, he must have like thousands of these harmonicas and he gives them out. But it's like a nice harmonica. It's like a real, um, I should play it. You never play it. No, uh, because I felt, well, he, and he even said to me, he's like, he's like, so like, because the interview, the autographs kind of faint on it. He's like, he's like, if it rubs off or something, I can re-auto, like, he was like, you should play it. Right. right, That's cool.
3: Yeah. It was pretty cool. Huh. I don't know. You might have to lessen the mustache if you're going to play it. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, man.
2: do do you like a lift?
3: Lift it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then, and then keep it rest
2: in there. it on top. Rest I the, suppose. Yeah.
0: I wonder if there's an invention I could come. That seems like a pretty niche <laughs> issue. I
2: guess. <laughs> I feel like I've seen <laughs> I've seen Sam Elliott in a film play harmonica.
3: Every dude that played a harmonica at Woodstock must have had a mustache. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point.
2: There's gotta be ways around it. I think you just got to do the lift, the lift, the lift, and t- and then and actually, it might even create a little air gap on top. Once you, you know, that would control the harmonica sound a little bit,
3: perhaps. I feel like Popper definitely is not known for having facial hair.
2: He's not. No. That's a good point. Neil Young, never well, facial hair. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: Dylan,
2: not really. Not really. No. He had a beard phase, but not a mustache phase. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of harmonica players don't wear mustaches. Interesting. This could be a problem. Yeah. Huh. Can we actually think of a harmonica player that does? I ran out of harmonica players. I mean, that's all yeah. yeah, I might be out, too. <laughs> Not a lot of uh, people it's, in the Long Island although, hardcore scene no. back in the day were rocking harmonicas. There's no, that harmonica? although, isn't there a harmonica and solo on Girl? I was uh, just thinking about song, that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who
0: played
3: that. Probably Walter, maybe. Probably.
0: we got to find good. out He's who played good at that. stuff. He's, he's yeah, one of those he's guys. One of those he's guys. one of those guys that's <laughs> yeah. good at everything, too. And, like, whenever he seems like, it's just, like, yeah, like, surfing or doing something yeah. cool.
3: I didn't, uh, John, did John Popper keep the
0: weight off? I, th- I, he definitely is, like, he's a big dude, but definitely not, like, huge. Like, I think he kept it off, but it's not, he's not, like, he
3: doesn't look like you. Right. He, he, um, I almost didn't recognize him in the airport. Really? Um, because he had just lost the weight. Okay. And I thought, that looks like John Popper. And then as I got closer, he had like a fishing hat on (laughs) with and the band that goes around the hat was all little harmonicas. (laughs) So I was just like, oh, that's John Popper.
2: Well, I never like that's that's incredible to me. So not only does this guy play a pretty mean harmonica and he's known for playing a harmonica. He's when he does,
3: probably the best known harmonica. When he player. Yeah, does he really a, good
2: interviews, he gives away signed harmonicas yeah. to the hosts and wears harmonica products. Like he literally wears like harmonica little like, tiny like half inch harmonicas,
3: probably
0: a hundred of them. Wrapped I can't around. think
2: of a more you prominent a, harmonica man. No,
0: I I actually talked about doing a podcast with him. You yeah, should, you should definitely. I would love to. Yeah. And yeah. I
3: mean he doesn't care about it. I'm sure he likes getting noticed and speaking to people when he's traveling otherwise he would be more incognito. Sure
2: yeah, that's like yeah, me just yeah. like rocking like What would be the cheesiest, like, drum thing you could do? Just, like, twirling a drumstick (laughs) while wearing, like, like,
3: maybe, like, playing Gaslight Anthem in your headphones, like, around your neck, but (laughs) really loud, so it's kind of like a speaker. Or, like,
0: reading, like, a magazine, like, interview with you guys with the spread and just kind of holding it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Or I'm reading, like, a modern drummer... With me on the front, with that one pose drummers do, you know. Yeah. Great, Joni. You have to illustrate this while I do it.
0: Uh, so Benny's kind of curling his arm. He's and got. And
2: then there's two cross sticks right in there. Oh yeah. Have you not
0: done many photo shoots so I do to
1: like do like that? that
0: with the cross sticks. So yeah, hand yeah. on the yeah. Have you done a lot? Of, have you done a lot of drum like for re- for Remo or I've someone? I've done a
2: few. Yeah. But I will never do that. I'll only let people use an Just actual yeah, photo of think. me playing drums. Yeah. yeah. Um. It's the one thing I get to still, like, dictate my own terms about. It's like, no, I won't do that cheesy shit. I right. don't care if you give me more shit or not. Right, right. It's nice. It's like the one thing I still got. <laughs> 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 um, When is the last time you've been to a Long Island basement show?
3: Basement show? Oh, my God. Um, probably... 1990 oh no no i played a long island basement show one of the first i'm the avalanche shows was in a basement in huntington okay uh a keg party it was awesome and one our bass player was living in the house at the time he's like and that's where we would rehearse okay so we were like we should play here and we did and it was awesome But So uh, so that was 2004. That was the last time. Last time I attended, like, I'm going to see some bands in a basement was definitely, like, in, like, the beginning of the movie life days. Probably, like, a few years. So maybe 99, I'm guessing, or 2000 was, like, the last time I, like, went to go and see some buds in the basement.
2: Who do you think would have to, like, reunite who's on that level To get you in the basement again.
3: What if no one's reuniting and playing basements, though? It's like, hey, we're playing Irving Plaza. It's like, what
2: (laughs) What if Silent Majority got together and you found out they were doing a basement show?
3: Silent Majority reformed recently and has been selling out every show that they play in a matter of seconds. Oh my God. They are amazing. That's why I brought them up. They're playing at St. Vitus uh, this week.
2: What? Where have I been? Where have you been?
3: Has
2: um, this been on the internet? Sound Majority and oh. Mind
3: Over Matter are playing together at St.
0: Vitus. What?
2: Mind Over Matter too? Yes. So oh, here's my shit. question. As
0: someone not from that area, I feel like those bands are so crazy because they're so huge here. But I feel like outside of here, like, n- somebody was asking like, me that. Because like, I listened to Sound Majority. I, they used to play in Ithaca when I was in college. I mm-hmm. had Life of a Spectator. So I thought it was cool. But, like, yeah, out here, I feel like they're like the biggest band, but it's such a little bubble sort of
3: yeah no people because sometimes the rules change and it's like uh like movie life was always big in new york and maybe the northeast but when we got back together we found that we had like we could play other places and and still play a big show which we were never able to do when we were a band but i don't think silent majority like i don't think silent majority can go and play wrecking ball fest in atlanta right actually you know what maybe they could Like, hardcore kids find out about stuff, and they still do. Yeah. And maybe they could go and have, like, a good show there. And I think
2: what makes them partially unique was, and Long Island for that matter, was that they were kind of, for people around here, they were the first to do something. You know what I mean? Like, there were a couple bands around at that time, all from New York, you know, like Sleeper and Serpico, Mm -hmm. Sal Majority, uh, Inside... Like, all these bands from Long Island and Staten Island and stuff who ended up kind of inspiring, right? Like, the movie life, Taking Back Sunday, brand new. Like, all those second-generation Long Island bands. And those bands were the first.
3: And they kind of toured, too. Like, they went out on a U.S. tour, and we were like, oh, like we can do that, you know?
2: Yeah, so I think they're one of those bands, as a result, I think, that have probably gotten bigger since they've they've been over.
3: And Life of a Spectator is such a great record that... Um. yeah, I mean, they're just a great band, and they made a great record that still is really good. And people found out about it. Like, all of these bands, like, in interviews and stuff, be like, sound majority, sound majority. So people totally. are like, I need to know about this band. And, and now all their records are on Spotify. It. Right. Which I'm really stoked on, because I don't have all those records anymore. Um, But I I actually... Uh, got drunk last night with Ryan, the guitar player of Silent Majority. Really, <laughs> a, a tattoo a tattooer friend of mine um, from Syracuse was like, "I'm in, I'm at Matchless. I'm in your neighborhood just for like a few hours. You want to pop out and say hello?" So I got there, ended up knowing half the people in the bar, like one of those nights, and uh, I was like interviewing him. Cause he's like, dude, like, what's been going? He goes, when are the movie life doing a reunion? I'm like, we played like 20 shows last year, yeah, and it was crazy. Right. They were like our best shows we've yeah, ever had. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, what? Where have I been? I need to see you guys. I'm like, well, yeah, we'll play more shows. Maybe we can play together. And I don't think it seemed as though Sound Majority isn't planning on like every show that they've played has been a benefit for Rob from Iron Cheek who passed away. All uh, right, and which is super righteous and awesome, and yeah. it's awesome that. Silent Majority could play, get their rocks off, make the people happy, and give all the money to Rob's wife. It's awesome. Um, And it's been really cool. So I think, like, I don't think there's going to be that many, like, more Silent Majority shows, according to Ryan. Um, I hope that's not true and that, you know, that's always the thing where where I tell, you know, with the movie life, it was always the thing where it was like, we're never doing this again. Fuck this. (laughs)
1: Right, right, right.
3: And then we're doing it again. So I always like tell friends like, dude, just don't say anything. Like, don't say this is our final show. Don't, don't be say, the Eagles. Don't say anything. Yeah. Don't, don't even if Eagles, people yeah. don't even answer anybody's questions. Just say, ah, oh, we're just, you know, like I've I've it took me a long time, but I've wised up to that. Like it felt like I am the avalanche was ending, and we were just kind of like, and me and whoever was remaining who hasn't who hadn't quit the band yet, we were just like, let's just not say anything. Let's just go live our lives. And now here we are playing with all our founding members, right. not reuniting, not playing reunion shows, but point. just, yeah, we're going to play, yeah. you know, that in September or whatever, because we want to. So you got it, Derek. Jeter, I the press. can't stand when my friend, when all yeah. of my friends that work, like you said, work so hard and actually like made an impact on the musical world uh, and influenced people and, you know were really important and are really important to a lot of people, take this really selfish, like, impulsive decision of, like, no, we're done, you know? Mm-hmm. Unless it's, like, a total, like, mortal enemy situation where it's, like, I never want to see this person again because they're a piece of shit, and they did this, and they did that, and I don't want to associate with, you know, that's one thing, but it's, like, we're sick of each other each because other we toured six months this year, you know? that's. I. I it breaks my heart when yeah. bands do that.
2: I guess I can empathize in the way we're, like... I feel like when a band needs to take a break or they're doing that or something just
3: do it and don't make an announcement about it.
2: But I also feel like there's a reason, you probably yeah. hit that point and it's a lot easier to say that with like clear eyes about 6 months after the actual fact. Exactly. You know, I think exactly. I think it's hard to 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 cool your jets like right at the beginning you're probably talking like no Fuck that! Oh, this yeah. band will never well, play again.
3: Six months later, you'll have a completely different Yeah, opinion. and then totally. you start
2: to miss it. You start to see things in a different way. Yeah, somebody like you said, all of a sudden isn't pissing you off anymore, or like something yeah. like that. And and now, oh yeah, we should play. You, you know, you know what yeah.
0: drives me crazy, and this is like a newer thing. I think with younger bands, this is the last thing I want to say. Is uh, when they, they'll give a statement about leaving the band like the bass player for like the like the dipshits is leaving and like <laughs> posted
2: this like four page long it's like dude just leave the band like yeah, you guys have been yeah, a band yeah, for yeah. a year who cares yeah it's the manifesto. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I think that that you and can the attribute band doesn't to want like, them to make
3: that
0: statement. Yeah, they just totally. Yeah, look, dude, you can attribute just...
2: to social media. I think yeah, 100%. I think you're right. Like, you're right. You're right. Like the bass player from <laughs> and self
0: importance. And self importance.
2: Yeah, but hand in hand. Yeah, like that's where. I think the bass player from the dipshits in 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 nineteen seventy seven had the four dipshits. pages of material worth of emotion to spill on someone yeah. but no avenue yeah, yeah. to get it out. <laughs> yeah. And now he has six hundred and fifty followers on Instagram and he has the ability <laughs> to write it out and, and also these... and really explain himself. And these you know. news
0: sites are will post anything. It's like I feel like every time I go on like one of these news sites, it's like Silverstein is a new merch design. It's like this is news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing at <in> Silverstein. <laughs> but like, like even like these, I go to these New York blogs. They're like this place changed their awning. I'm no, like, Dude, that's
2: a thing. Yeah.
0: yeah, I'm like, come on.
2: I think people, I mean, that's but that's the modern age, isn't it? Like,
3: well, they just churn out. Like, just I wouldn't say Silverstein's new T-shirt design would be clickbait, but they do churn out clickbait because everything is kind of boils down to that, you know? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Revenue and, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, the same thing's going on with mainstream media, and it'll happen here. You just, like, when you have this many outlets and 24-hour presentation— you just gotta find you a bunch of out, shit you must to run talk out of about. Content. You know? It's yeah. crazy. That's why even yeah. when a shooting happens or something, they just make it up for about a day. But that's until why they I, know what the fuck is going on because you know how much ad money they make when that shit's happening and everyone's like <gasps> you know?
3: And that's that's why Vice tolerates Jonah going in there and <laughs> pill- pillaging <laughs> their sundries. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: because really they're like, Hold on a second, he might we how many articles do they publish a day? And and a lot of them are interesting and it's like when when are the when is that going to run out? Like wh- you know, that must be really hard to keep up with. I was
2: wondering that with the show with the one of the Vice shows recently that oh, I've been the world watching. is just
3: going, getting worse and worse, so like and Vice I, has so much. Yeah, and so I'm, many like, I'm like Jesus Christ, so so much like, inhumanity yeah, is Yeah, and on. that's
2: exactly what I was thinking. I'm like how many more pockets can you find of just absolute horrible shit? Yeah. I'm like I'm like are there that many more? or are you guys just like making things out to be horrible like i'm it's sometimes i can't watch an episode of vice because of just i stopped how depressed i am after
3: well and mo- most of the time i you know we will sit down on the couch and like watch something like over breakfast or it's either that or it's the end of the night before we go to sleep and mm-hmm. neither of those times for me is the right time to get no. that heavy yeah or, that, or see some of the images I'm seeing like, and then go to sleep, you know what I mean? It yeah, doesn't...
2: yeah. No, I'm with you on that. I prefer, like... So I kind of stopped. Yeah, I, I prefer watching absolutely it. mind-numbing shit like, yeah. towards the end of the night.
3: I go Bob's Burgers, like, almost yeah. exclusively at the end of the night and fall asleep. So, like, <laughs> what a pleasant little family. They all seem to like each other so much, and... And any any pickles that they get into aren't really pickles. They're. they're I
2: like you that know. you used pickles, yeah, for a burger place. Yeah, yeah. You see what happened. Uh, unintentional. Yeah, I'm the same. I actually like to put on a movie I've seen like 300 times where I don't even have to watch it, and yep. it just seems familiar and feels nice. And yeah, it might be sleep. a little happy
3: place to go. Yeah, and...
2: like if Anchorman's on, I'll be out in five minutes. Right, yeah, because you're living the movie life, huh? Before bed. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Brad's going to kill you for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we do applause now. That's how we do it? Yeah. We didn't do a word of the day this time.
0: Oh, we forgot.
2: We always forget. It was some We've done pee wee like, word of the day, where if you ben, say a word... There's this perca-
0: yeah. percussion thing Benny can hit. Remember that thing?
2: Oh, yeah, the, the that... clavicle. No, that's a part of the body. What's that thing called? The... The thing on every cake song.
3: Oh yeah, I don't know what that's called. You should know what that's called. You should know what, should know what every know. percussive instrument's every called. After song. all, you're just a drummer.
2: Yeah, that <laughs> oh, didn't come with your standard five-piece uh, <laughs> pearl export. So i don't know what to tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. That was good.
0: That was that was a good. good. One. Thank you so much. That's to- a good mix. To Vinny for coming by, as I said earlier, um, his debut solo effort um, is out now. It's called Survivor's Guilt. And when you're listening to this, he will be on tour with Aaron Gillespie and Ace Enders. And uh looks like Massachusetts, New York, looks like a kind of a, gone out to Seattle. So it looks like pretty much a full U.S. thing. So um, go on the Internet. Look up where it's coming. I'm not going to read you every... There's a lot of dates on this, actually. So you can figure that out. I believe in you. If you can download a podcast, that seems much more complicated.
1: Than doing a Google search doing for... doing a Google search for... Yeah. Tour dates.
0: Yes. Um. So, yeah. Thanks to Vinny. Thanks to Benny. Check out Benny's uh, band, Bottom Feeder. Just put out a new four-song thing that I think is actually really, really good. So check out Bottom Feeder. Because um, Benny will definitely never promote his own stuff in the podcast, <laughs> unlike me. And, uh, yeah, if you want to support this podcast, you can go to Going Off Track. You can donate. You can uh, leave us a nice review on iTunes. You can tweet at us through the Facebook page, I think. Oh, and we are going to have a, another live event coming up. I can't quite announce yet. Uh, but. Yeah. Stay tuned tuned. To this podcast And our Twitter (laughs) Although knowing us We will forget to announce it We'll announce it Like the end of a podcast (laughs) The week before Or something But I'm gonna try to This is gonna be A pretty big one So uh, hopefully We'll be more in the ball But uh, yeah Thanks to Vinny and Benny Thanks to Converse Rubber Tracks Thanks to Brad For being just cool And thanks to me
1: Thank you Jonah
0: Thank you Brad (laughs) And uh, yeah We'll be back With another podcast Next
2: week Bye